I want to say something controversial. All debt is bad. I think we can all agree that debt is bad. The problem lies when people try to justify some debt as being good. I'm here to tell you that all debt is bad. That's right, even your mortgage. I don't know about you, but if you're on social media or watch TV shows, all you hear is that you can't get ahead unless you leverage other people's money, aka use debt and borrow. I'm here to tell you that that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm gonna outline five reasons why all debt is bad and stick around to the end to see how to maximize your potential for your financial future. All debt is bad, whether it's credit card, car loans, even your mortgage, or even your business. Whatever debt you have on the books, whether it's your personal loans, whether it's your personal finances or your business, it's bad and you got to get rid of it. And so then most people would come back and say, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I not supposed to have a mortgage? And my reply is always, no, you shouldn't. Now, does that mean you can't have a mortgage? And does that mean you're probably going to have a mortgage? Yeah, definitely. There's a huge difference between a mortgage and you know credit card debt and a car loan and a student loan, right? I mean, they're the same exact thing, but they're different in the way we approach it and the way we view them. And so your mortgage, it the reason I think it's different is because you got to look at it as it's providing you your house. This is exactly where you and your family are going to sleep. And so therefore you need it. Like this is a definitive need. And so if we're going to have that conversation of needs versus wants, then the house is going to definitely fall under your need. And so because you need it, that's why you got to go into debt to get it. Now you flip the script on that and you throw the other categories in there like credit cards. Is that a need or a want? I think you know the answer. You can go down the list, car loan, student loans. These are all wants. And so you can't really justify that these are all needs in your life. And so the one that I would hear all the time is student loans. There's no way I'm going to pay for student loans. So therefore I need to get loans to pay for them. I always come back with, no, you don't. It's not a need. You're choosing to go to school. You don't have to go to school. You need a house. You need somewhere to live. You need somewhere to rent. And so that's exactly what I would tell the person. Well, what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to pay cash for a house? No, go out and get the mortgage, get the best possible rates, try to get a really good down payment so you can lower that monthly cost. And then when you do get that mortgage, you know, in a perfect world, you have absolutely no debt but the mortgage. So now we're living life, we're enjoying life, but we have a plan to pay off this mortgage quicker than that 30 year loan that you got. And so that's how I would approach it. And that's how you need to view this kind of debt in your life. And so then the next one is some people always come to me and say, well, you know, if I want to open a business, there's no way that I'm not going to open a business without a loan. And that again, that couldn't be further from the truth. I think we've been brainwashed by banks, credit card companies, and even, you know, entrepreneurs themselves that they say that there's just no possible way to open um, a business or start a business without debt. And I always use this example of restaurants. And so let's just say you're somebody who wants to open up a restaurant. My advice is, and this is with any business, is you work at the speed of cash. And so what that means is when you have the cash to make these purchases, whether it's for equipment or for the space, uh, whether it's for the location, whatever that may be, you've got to, you got to have the cash for it. And so again, the, the pushback is, well, that's going to take forever. And, and so maybe it will, maybe it won't. But especially with the business, your job is to lower the risk as much as possible because going into business is such a risk. And so you can only control what you can control. You can't control what the customers are going to do for the most part, but you can control your cash flow. And the more debt that you have, the less cash flow that you have coming in. So for instance, this is what I would tell somebody who's opening a restaurant. And this can translate into so many other um, entrepreneurial businesses that people want to start. And so if you're going to open a restaurant, 
maybe you go out and you work for a catering company and that's, that's your job. And so you learn the business of catering. You understand what customers want. You understand how to, how to operate that business. And so you learn so much from that, right? And then from there, you branch out. Maybe you have your own catering business. Maybe you do a food truck. I don't know, whatever's the least expensive. We don't want to get into the physical location yet because we haven't proven if the marketplace is going to really want this. And so again, you know, opening up a catering business doesn't take a whole lot of money. And so whatever that takes, you're going to pay for it in cash because maybe you're working this job on the, on the weekends and your regular job is going to pay for it. That's how you do this. And so, and, and as you're doing that, you're not only building up your cash reserves and you're paying for everything in cash, but now you're putting, you're putting your brand out there. You're putting your name out there and the marketplace is going to tell you whether or not this is going to be a good business or not, whether or not people are going to actually want to pay you for this stuff. And so I think one of the things that you've got to do is you've got to understand that opening up a business is so hard and you've got to lower the risk as much as possible. And so from there, then once you get the clientele, once you know people are interested in your food and they're going to come back and they're going to tell people and and you've got this cash reserves and now we're going to go in and pay for the restaurant. We're going to get the location. We're going to get the equipment. We're going to have staff. We're going to train these people, which all takes time. And we're still going to have reserves in the bank. And so that way, when there's a downturn, as we know, it takes like two years for you to be profitable in a restaurant. And so you have this cash flow to hold you back, aka this emergency fund. And so I want to circle back to your personal finances, because what I just said right now is what you need to do with your personal finances is you've got to have that cash flow. You've got to make more than you're spending, right? The reason it's happening is because you have no debt. And so now we can pay for this mortgage. Now we can start throwing money towards this mortgage. We can start throwing money to our kids' college funds, our debt that we have, if we have debt. That's how this works. This is how the momentum works in this situation. But you've got to be committed and you've got to be um, on it every single day. And so I said, there's five reasons why I think all debt is bad and we need to stay away from it. And so number one is it affects your quality of life and your mental health. Number two, it prevents you from buying a house. Number three, debt is just more expensive. Number four, you hear this thing where you need to borrow money to make money. And that's the furthest from the truth. And we're going to get into that. And number five, it encourages you to spend more money than you currently have, or than you can possibly afford for a specific item. And so I want to circle back to number one in terms of how it affects your quality of life and your mental health. And so, you know, if you're at home right now and you're sitting with, you know, a little bit of debt or a pile of debt, I don't know, but if that's who you are right now, you understand more than anybody what that stress is like when the bills come in and you know you don't even want to open the 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 mail you don't even want to look at the statement online because you're just scared of of what's going to be in front of you and so that's what i'm talking about right and so that leads to maybe possibly sleepless nights it leads to fights within your marriage your relationship it leads to i mean the data is clear that, that it, it even leads to less productivity at work and being miserable at work because of your personal finances, that it doesn't necessarily have to do with the job itself, but that you're just carrying this weight everywhere you go. And so it just makes you like this less productive uh, person. And honestly, like a person that people don't want to be around. And so most, like this, most importantly, you've got to get this, your finances in order to protect your mental health, to protect your marriage, to protect your relationships. And so number two is it prevents you from buying a house. And so, you know, you can definitely buy a house when you're in debt, but Everybody knows that the, the lender is going to tell you, well, the less debt that you have, the better 
you're going to get qualified. And so, you know, I, I've, I said it, you know, earlier, yeah, for sure. If you're going to buy a house, you know, you can, you're going to probably go into debt. You're going to probably go into debt and that's okay, but we've got to figure out a way. We got to figure out a plan on how to get rid of this house payment as soon as possible. And so, you know, but going back to how it affects you, you know, it affects the, what your qualifications are. Um, but it also affects our ability to save for a down payment because again, common sense tells you, you have less money coming in because more money is going to your debt. And so the, the faster that we eliminate this debt, the faster that we can accumulate this, you know, this pot for this down payment. And so you're, it's so funny guys, like you have no idea how fast you can save money when A, you're on a plan, but B, when you don't have any debt, like when all the money is going to you and your family, like you have the control to tell that money where to go. And so, you know, if, if you're saving for that down payment, it's so quick to, to be able to save that that money when there's no debt. And so then the third one is uh, debt is just more expensive. If you've ever looked at a credit card statement, you see the interest rates and you see um, how how high they are. And, you know, most people aren't paying off their credit card balances every single month consistently. And so there's very few people who are responsible with their credit cards. And if, I mean, if the data is not clear, I mean, you can see why credit cards are so prosperous and why they're, they're, they do so well in their business because of people maybe like you who are not so good with their money. And so, you know, you've got to switch this mindset and you've got to figure out how can you stop giving them your money and how can you start keeping your money? And so I think, I think when you look at the, the interest rates and you, and you kind of see how scary they are, that that should be the number one deterrent. Right. And then secondly, is like, especially in my community, in Latino community, you know, payday loans are killing us. They're killing our community. They're killing our families. It's just this vicious cycle of, of, you know, we go get this loan and we promise to pay it back and we go back because we can't pay it back. And so we, they start mounting these, these interest rates. And before you know it, you're in the cycle where you're never going to be able to pay this stuff back because payday loans have the highest uh, interest rate out there. And on top of that, it's just, it's, they're sharks. They're sharks are, they're, they're looking for people who are not responsible so they can take advantage of. And so, you know, again, it's, it's, a, it's for the most part affecting the minority community. And so we need to stop that. We need to stop that today. You need to do everything in your power to just stay out of these, these payday loan lenders. And then number four is the real estate thing that you always hear. And it's such a big thing right now between uh, buying an investment property or buying, you know, your, your, your fixer uppers. Um, they always say you've got to borrow the money to make the money. And for sure, the stuff that we see on TV or the stuff that, you know, we see on social media, these people are winning with that strategy, but it's just, again, it's kind of like the credit card people that, that pay off their loans every month. It's such a small percentage of people that are able to do this. I don't think what they're not telling you is all the work that goes into it, all the risk that goes into it. They're not telling you that when they first started and they first started doing their first flips, if the market would have crashed, they would have gone out of business and they would have been bankrupt. They never tell you that part, right? And so for sure, the odds of that happening are, are slim. But look at today's economy. Look at today's market. The, the stock market is crashing. The real estate can crash at any day. My job is to make sure that the risk is lowered for you, and which is why I give you these tips. And so, you know, I know you're probably at home and you're thinking, what, man, I can, I can do a flip. I can do a fixer upper or I can buy some investment properties and rent them out. Like you probably could. Right, but do you understand the work that needs to be done to make sure that you're you're as efficient and you're making as much money as possible, and you're even breaking even for that matter, right? Like looking for a property is hard. 
maintaining a property is hard. Finding renters is hard. All that stuff takes so much work and so much time. I've, I've been there. I've, I had a, I had an investment property where, you know, it was fun. I loved it personally. And I can do the work. I know I could do the work, but I know the majority of people wouldn't put the time to do it. And they just see this, this stuff on social media and they see the stuff on TV and they think that it's just an easy thing and they can hire people to just do everything. And you can, but that's just going to eat your profit. And so again, this real estate idea or this idea that, you know, it's the quick fix or whether it's, you know, cryptocurrency now, whatever that may be, we've got to be super careful in, in being able to lower this risk. And again, going into debt to get all these things is just something you cannot do. You just cannot do that to jeopardize your future. And then number five, it's in, it encourages you to spend more money that you don't have. And so when you really think about that, when you're using debt, you're basically saying, I can't afford this right now. I want it, but I can't afford it. Because if you did, you would pay cash for it, right? And so again, there's probably somebody listening and saying, well, no, I do it for the points, or I, I, I use my credit card for the cash back. Again, that's such a small percentage of people. No one else is doing that. And so when you're really honest with yourself, when you're able to tell yourself, you know what? I'm using this card or I'm using this personal loan because I can't afford it. Like I want to, maybe there's like a, there's like a home remodel that you're doing and you know, you have a great income, but you're going to go out and get a loan. What you're basically saying is I, I can't afford it. I have a good income and I could probably afford it within a year from now, but I want it today. And so therefore you're paying somebody else's interest so that you can have these items today. And this is such a scary game to play because when you do this consistently, you're setting yourself up for always being in debt to somebody. And we've got to get out of this idea of being in debt, right? Like, so like my faith is really big on this and not having to owe people. It says a borrower is slave to the lender. And so you got to get out of this mindset of owing people stuff. And, and again, keeping it all to yourself so that that, for, that way you can do great things with it for your family, for your community, whatever that may be, whatever you have in mind. And so these are the five tips why I know debt is bad and why I know that you need to stay away from it. And so in the beginning of the episode, I said, stick around to the end to hear the best possible way to maximize your potential for your financial future. And here's a tip. It's super simple, super easy. And the best way to do that is to increase your income. And again, that's by getting out of debt. And so once you get out of debt, now you can start investing your money into your retirement plan, which you probably have at work. If not, there's a brokerage account that you can open but it's super easy to do. And here's the thing, like it's not the sexiest way. It's probably the most boring way, but I promise you, this is what's going to work. This is what's building wealth in America right now. This is what people are using to build wealth. And you probably don't think that it's working, but it it is. And so I'm not talking about single stocks. I'm talking about mutual funds. I'm talking about these mutual funds that are, you know, basically a bunch of single stocks that are lumped up into exactly that one fund. And so it, you know, it, it that way it gives you this diversification that if one stock goes down, then the other one's going to go up for the most part. And you're it's going to be a roller coaster. Definitely, it's going to be a roller coaster. But if you look at the historical data over the past 50 years, you know, the average rate of return is so worth the opportunity to do it. And so, you know, it's a simple, there's so many calculators online that you can use to run the numbers out to see how much money you would put in, how much time you can have invested. And this is what's going to make you millionaires, guys. This is what's going to help you build wealth and build generational wealth for you and your family. And that's it. That's that's the boring way to do it, but it's a proven way to do it. It works. And this is what I tell everybody to do. And so thank you for sticking around for that. I really hope that that final piece helped you. And I hope I also hope that those five tips helped you and kind of changed the mindset of why you need to get out of debt ASAP. Talk to you soon.